what you want, when you want it, where you want it. This is The Mesh. Right, so welcome to the first ever Creating Wellness podcast. I'm Fran Paradine. I'm the host of this podcast, and I am also part owner of Incredible Edibles, which is a store in Hickory, North Carolina, that offers a huge variety of delicious treats. All of our foods have some sort of wellness or health benefit, so we're really focused on um, we're focused on foods that impact the body in a positive way. We have a high high quality CBD products, we have amazing froyo and smoothies, we have healthy snack and drink options, and we have my favorite, which is kombucha on tap. So stop in and check us out. We're in Holler Mill, which is right by Lenore Ryan University, or you can check us out on Facebook, Instagram, or on our website at incredibleedibles.com. So I'm really excited to get started with this podcast. My goal with this is to create a space to talk about and learn about all different kinds of wellness. We are going to connect with other women in the community who are interested in sharing what they know, what they've learned throughout their lives, and who are also really curious about um, learning new things, that, who are open to a range of ideas and, and having those discussions. So we'll connect and we'll learn and we'll support each other and it will just be a great time. So thank you so much for joining us. To hear all of our podcasts, please subscribe to Creating Wellness. You can find us on all the major podcast carriers. So search us and check us out and we are really excited to be here. So that brings me to the introduction of my first guest. Her name is Maggie Tremels. She is an educational consultant, a reading specialist, a homeschool educator, and founder of Bodhi Academy. She's mother of three amazing kids. She is married to an incredibly creative man who is supportive and wonderful. And she is a huge supporter of local businesses. And uh, in fact, that's how I met Maggie and her family. They are regular customers at my store, and she's been coming. They've they've been coming in for years, um, and I was immediately drawn to the energy that this family gives out. It's, a, it's just a positive, supportive, loving vibe. There's an obvious connection and love between all of them. Um, she's got all her kids are teenagers. Um, and the way they interact is lovely. I mean, it's just they are respectful of each other. They're engaging with adults, and um, they just, it's a very, very cool family. So throughout the years, Maggie and I have um, just had ongoing conversations when she comes into the store. Um, and just along the way, learned a little bit more about each other. And, you know, I knew that she, we homeschooled her kids, and so when the pandemic hit and we were all really struggling to figure out what to do with our children at home, none of them were in school, and none of us, or me in particular, had any idea how to homeschool um, my son. I turned to her and I asked her, you know, for some tips or if she could help, and not only was she generous enough to give me some tips and spend some time talking to me, but she agreed to do a Facebook Live event 
at the store at Incredible Edibles, which gave us the opportunity to share the, this really incredible information with, with anybody who wanted to listen. So it's actually still on the Facebook page if you want to check it out. Um, but we're going to really expand on some of those ideas here because what, I mean, the more I heard her talk, the more I was intrigued and, you know, really knew that I needed to learn more of this information and, and help kind of others learn more of this information because it's, it's so helpful. Some of it seems kind of obvious, but I, I've never implemented it. Um, and some of it is just stuff I hadn't thought about. So um, she is, you know, going to talk to us about how she helps kids learn at all levels, um, how, how, how to learn academics, but also learn to take care of themselves, how mental health is connected with physical health, and how that you know, kind of all needs to be in sync to, um, for, for these kids to learn. So um, I will stop jabbering away over here and give you, Maggie, some space to talk about yourself a little bit. So, so tell us, tell us, well, say hello, and then tell us more, a little bit more about um, who you are, how you got here, um, you know, what you're passionate about teaching. Well, thank you so much, first of all, for having me here. I'm very honored. Um, I've never done anything like this before, <laughs> but I'm very excited to share um, what I know. Basically, I have always loved children in one way or another. I have always worked with children. I started babysitting when I was 11. I worked as a camp counselor. I've tutored. I've always worked with kids and always knew that I would end up working with kids in one way, in one shape or another. When I started university, um, I thought I would study psychology, and that was my first major. But one of my electives ended up being in speech-language pathology. And when I took that first class, I immediately knew that was what I wanted to focus my energies on. So I switched majors um, to speech-language and communication disorders and um, minored in psychology. When I graduated, I worked in the school system as a speech-language pathologist and then in that year realized that most of the kids that I worked with had big reading delays and families were really, really struggling with um, creating the habit of literacy. So I went back to school and um, for a master's in reading. So between my psychology and my speech language pathology and reading, I have worked in public schools, private schools, religious schools, tutored um, many, many families, um, worked in small group, private environments, and through all those experiences, the common thread is that you can't really um, worry just about the academics. You need to teach the whole child. It all matters. And that's why I think what I do works, basically, is because I've learned that in order to be able to get any student where you want them to be academically, even your most advanced, advanced students, 
you need to teach them how to take care of themselves physically and mentally and how to be consistent. So what it sounds like what you do in your home is create an environment that that touches on all of those pieces. It's not just about, you know, you need to write this paper and you need to learn this math equation. Um, it sounds like you look at the whole child and you look at the, you create the environment that allows them to really grow and strive in lots of ways. Yes, that's exactly right. Um, I am definitely academically focused. I lean towards, you know, being nerdy in the best sense of the word, I think. Um, But with that comes um, teaching the kids to balance their lives and to learn to focus. And really, you have to learn to focus, especially in this day and age with technology where we are training our brains for instant gratification. We're always being bombarded with information, which means that we don't train our brains to focus in the same ways that we had to years ago. Right, right. A big part of what I do is um, the kids on a weekly basis have to pick activities like building puzzles, coloring intricate mazes, um, knitting or crocheting, cooking meals, things that reading books, um, actually reading books. My mother-in-law was so generous years ago and wanted to gift my children Kindles when they first came out. My children have always been avid readers. They all started reading well by the age of three or four. She thought that would be the perfect gift. She's an English professor. Um, And I begged her not to give them the Kindle. Why? What was it about the... Because I wanted them to have to learn to read a book, to sit down and have to turn the pages. Um, That act creates a a feeling, a relaxation that the technology does not. Also, it helps increase focus in a different way. Um, She was very receptive, and she immediately said, okay, that's fine. But developing the habit of reading... Being able to have sustained reading helps you in all academics. You're increasing your focus. For sure. I guess. I mean, it, it's, yeah, you have to read to do anything mm-hmm. in life. But so it's, there's really that big of a difference between a book, the tactile book in your hand, there's and huge... reading. That's so interesting because you think reading is reading. So what? Well, obviously, it is better. Right. It's better than not read. reading. <laughs> I'm not saying do not read on a on technology. Yes, it is much better to read on a screen than not read at all. Right. But what what it like how does that work? That kind of what what does that do in our brains that's different when we're holding a book and turning the pages and sitting that that doesn't happen on a Kindle? I don't know the science behind it. I've known the science in the past. I don't remember it. But basically, um 
it helps with memory recall and focus in a better way to read with a book than it does on a Kindle, especially with developing minds. Right. Also, the ability to take kids, or the practice, not the ability, the habit of taking kids away from a screen and doing as much as possible away from the screen right. will help their focus, their memory, their well-being. Um, right. It has many cognitive benefits. Right, yes. That's, I think, completely see that. So... So let's back up because you have three kids, one about to head off to college, two yes. in high school. Yes. Um, one in eighth grade. One in eighth grade. Okay, so yes. one in high school, one in middle school. Um, how did you decide to, what, what went into your decision to homeschool them as opposed to sending them to public school, private school? So I did not start out thinking that I would homeschool. I definitely thought I and did keep them home for pre-k and kindergarten and did the teaching to read which is what I love I love reading I love teaching children to read I think that instilling a love for reading and um, raising kids in a literacy rich environment um, is a huge predictor of their success later on in life so that was a huge um, draw for me um, and when I say in a literacy-rich environment, we did a lot outside playing. It's not they were not mm-hmm. at the age of three and four being given reading lessons. Right. It is very appropriate for pre-K. Um, and then I sent my son to school. My son has high-functioning autism, and school was a disaster. Um, we had amazing teachers, wonderful schools. I knew from day one that I could not send him to a public school. Um, I've worked in public schools and private schools. I think um, public education is wonderful and strong. However, I knew that my son would be one that would fall through the cracks. He is extremely bright yeah. and has huge or had huge gaps um, in his learning and in his social emotional development. So we chose a smaller private school. And even in that environment, he was in trouble all the time. He came home very frustrated, um, very, very um, big behavioral issues. Um, it was tough. It was very, very tough. We switched schools, and it was the same thing at another wonderful, fantastic mm-hmm. school. In both schools, I found myself being asked to go to the school, not only to help my son, but then to help other students in those classrooms. And Ultimately, my husband and I decided for the amount of time I was spending in the schools and then coming home to deal with a child that was, whose needs were not being met and his behavior was getting worse and worse, we decided we would homeschool him. Um, he and my daughter are a year apart in school, and when she heard he was going to be homeschooled, 
she wanted to be homeschooled, and that's how the journey started. Okay. And Misha never went to school. All right. So, so describe to me what a typical day at Bodhi Academy looks like in your home. Okay, on a weekly basis, um, they start out their week with a work record that I've developed and tweaked over the years. A work record is um, a weekly piece of paper with Monday through Saturday written at the top, and it's color-coded with what they have to do for the week, choices they get to make, um, the colors refer to some things that we have to do together. Other colors refer to independent tasks. And it is based on balance. And the goal of this work record is to slowly develop focus, executive functioning skills, time management skills, and to teach them to balance their days, their weeks, and ultimately, um, how to take care of themselves as adults. Well, you know what? That sounds like something we could all use, actually. <laughs> I mean, I struggle. I, I'm working at like incorporating more creativity in my world, and I find that the day is over, and I haven't kind of gotten, I haven't gotten to it. You know, so I think a work record, that's what you call it, right? Yes. Would be wonderful, you know, for us all, like a little bit of, relaxation, a little bit of creativity. So I want to hear more about it. But um, is there a sample work record where we could see anywhere? Do you have, I know you have a website, which we'll talk about later, but do you have a sample work record on there? I don't have a sample work record, and that would be a good Can idea. Can you get one? Yes. That would be a, and it looks different. Actually, it looks different for each student yeah. because I really focus on um, individualizing the work records, so it focuses on where a student is. Um, I work with students of all ages, but I also work with parents um, that want to homeschool their children but just don't know how, so I've helped them develop work records that fit for their family because whatever you do, you need to be consistent and you need to meet your child where they are to get them to be where you want them to be or where they need to be to be successful. Right. So can you um, either give us an example of what are, what are the different colors, what, what they represent, kind of what a day looks like for this a student, or um, an example of a student who has really benefited from implementing what's on that work record? <laughs> so... Um, all the work records include physical activity, include choices throughout the week that I call um, growth mindset and mindfulness activities, meaning um, we meditate every day for 10 to 15 minutes. As a group? As, as a, a group? group. Well, throughout the years, it changes. So as a group or individually. Right now, we're doing it as a group. Um, we do journaling always as a group in terms of affirmations, quotes, growth mindset tidbits to learn how to be more resilient, to learn how to change the negative chatter in our minds and how to, um, 
you know, the power of choice, how to choose positivity, how to be more self-motivated, um, how to build better relationships. That is a huge part of what we do. Um, I read aloud to the kids, regardless of age, almost every day. So why is that? Because most, most parents stop reading aloud to their kids when their kids can start reading themselves. Right. So what is the benefit of reading aloud? <gasps> reading aloud keeps kids interested in stories. You can engage kids in discussions that sometimes it might be difficult to randomly bring up. Like right now I'm reading a book to them, to my group. Um, it's called The Poet X, and it touches on su- the subjects of religion, sexuality, um, the power of choice, the power of words, shame. And we're, we discuss things that are relevant to the story, it doesn't necessarily have to do with them. And you can talk about a lot. And it is so great to get their perspective, mm-hmm. to engage in these discussions, to see where they are. Mm-hmm. It gives you insight. Oh, maybe we need to talk a little bit more about this. Or um, you can expand their worldview. And they get excited about books, and then they want to read more on their own and independently. Right. Okay, so it's not so it's not um, it's more about what it creates, like the environment it creates when you're yes. reading aloud, as opposed to the the act of reading aloud. Does that does that make sense? Like it's right. It's, well, you you can um, yes, it supports a lot of healthy discussion. Yeah. Yes. So we always read aloud. They always have a book that they are reading on their own. They have choices of old school activities, playing board games playing cards, building puzzles, coloring, um, crocheting, knitting, um, cooking a family meal. And these are activities that are part of their schoolwork, part of their work record, going outside for an hour every day. Um, Just as important as their honors algebra lesson just as important as their writing. Um, And they need to learn to balance those things. Um, When I have students that come from traditional school and I start working with them at the beginning, um, I see stress and anxiety when I tell them, you know, let's make a, a, I want you to help me make a happy playlist that you can listen to while you build this puzzle. And they'll tell me, but I don't have time. I have algebra to do, and I have this to do. Right. And getting to the point where they understand that um, building the puzzle, um, taking time to make a healthy and nutritious meal for the group, coloring, those things will actually support their ability to do well in honors algebra. So how do you understand that happens? You know, is it is it because they are then more relaxed and more receptive to the algebra, or is there something that happens while they're doing that puzzle that helps their brain um, develop in a different way? Like, wh- how, what? How do you understand doing those kind of non-academic activities mm-hmm. helps support and helps them doing the academic? Activities? So the non-academic activities that they get to choose from all support 
support strengthening the brain's ability to focus, um, the brain's ab ability for sustained focus, which is something that we're losing because we live in a society where we're, we are bombarded with information and we can have access to whatever we want immediately. Right. And with that comes we don't have to focus the no. way we used to. So it is all about training the brain to focus. It also um, puzzles help with spatial, you know, spatial relations. relations. Um, it helps with patience. <laughs> I mean, it's hard. You have to figure things out. You're doing a 1,500-piece puzzle. It is very difficult. Yes, although I was just having a conversation with my coworker because both of us love jigsaw puzzles. Right. And, like, to the detriment of my family. Like, I will get so <laughs> focused on the puzzle, I'll be, like, totally ignoring my family. Um, but there's something very satisfying about putting each piece together. Like, yes. it is. And then when it's done, you know, there's, there's just a concrete um, result. You know, and you've worked hard. So that feels good, too. That feels good. And also, it helps you not have as many fights about screen time. Because if you have these activities that you have to do that are not on the screen, you're not, it's all this time that you're spending not on the screen. You're right. also required to go outside every day. It's a not negotiable. I tell my students there are things that are not negotiable. And that is you have to take care of your mental health, you have to take care of your physical health, and you have to take care of your responsibilities. And the big picture is learning to balance your life, your work, and your play. The play is very, yes. very important. I tell them it's just as important as everything else, but you need the balance. Yes, and so, but in that balance also is is academics, right? I mean, that's the Absolutely. overall goal is for them to learn the subjects they need to learn in order to go on to college, I suppose, or whatever they yes. want to focus on after they finish high school with you. You you go through high school. Yes. Yeah. So, um, absolutely, we focus a ton on reading and writing. I don't know that there is anybody in any school system that reads or writes more than we do at our house. I can guarantee but. it's not happening in my kids' schools. <laughs> it is not in a traditional way. So, um, yes, they're not in the mood sometimes. And, yes, it is work. But I try to make it personal. Uh, I try to make it about subjects that they are excited about. My my daughter loves acting, loves film, and she just self-motivated, wrote an entire script, I think 118 pages. Um, wow. And she's always writing TV shows, films, books. My other daughter is always writing songs, poems. So, you know, they're given opportunities to not just given opportunities, they are encouraged to delve deeper into subjects in which they are passionate about. Right, right. So this may be a tough answer for you because it's a, it's, I mean, I feel like I'm putting you on the spot a little bit, but for parents like me, whose kids are in traditional schools, mm -hmm. 
Um, and clearly not getting the kind of all-encompassing education that you are giving to the students um, who come to your school. Is there, like, what would you recommend? Because I, I, at this point, I'm not going to homeschool right. my children. Um, so is there something we can incorporate kind of, you know, on a, when, given that they're in school and we're not with them, you know, eight hours a day, well, during the pandemic we are, but, um, well, I'm at work. And so I'm not, I'm not able to influence his daily activity. Is there something, what would you recommend? Maybe something, um, simple we can implement at night. Is it, you know, discussions around the dinner table or, uh, you know, maybe even reading aloud if I could (laughs) laugh because I can picture him rolling his eyes right now, but. Well, um, I have actually helped some families in the same situation, and and even my family actually. I have a book club with um, Malia, with two of my children, and my husband, um, where we all read two or three chapters a week, and then we get together at Incredible Edibles. Ah. You didn't even know I that did happened. I not know that happened. <laughs> and we talk about the book. Now, this book isn't a fun book. It is about um, a, a topic that we all need to, to learn and talk about. But basically, I've helped other families, um, you know, making sure that the focus isn't only academics. Um, mm-hmm. It is important and it's hard because schools give a lot of homework. There are a lot of responsibilities that in order for them to do well, they have to accomplish. Yes. So you're working within parameters that are not negotiable. Within those parameters, um, making sure they realize that's not the only thing that's important. Um, making it a requirement that you need to be outside a certain amount and do exercise a certain amount you know, every day. every day, depending where your family sits on the um, nutrition continuum, maybe making a few changes, not a lot so that everyone's miserable, but a few changes that could help mm-hmm. help. Maybe having a puzzle out if that's something that you like and you, you mm-hmm. um, work on it together a few times a week or make a point to play board games or cards together a few times a week instead of the, uh, making an assumption. But it seems that a lot of times the downtime that kids have is on a screen. Uh, well, uh, me too. I'm guilty. I you know, So changing my... that a little bit. Right. And it's going to be hard. Yes. Because kids don't want that. You know, they want to be on the screen. Right. Right, but um, but I think I like your term non-negotiable. Yes, it's not. There's it's not negative. It's it's just that it, this is the way it is. Developing healthy screen habits is extremely important for them now, but also as adults. I have a a parent who told me last week um, that she never realized how much this new journey for her in homeschooling, how amazing it would be 
because she enjoys her kids now. Mm. And that's the bigger picture. It's not all about, we got to get the homework done. Let's go to the next activity. Let's do this. Let's do that. The um, Looking at the whole child, making sure that you are encouraging and developing healthy habits of um, for their mental health, healthy stress, stress management habits, healthy um, habits for their physical body mm-hmm. will help them reach their true potential academically. It also sounds like what you are kind of referring to is is relationships, right? So you're talking about knowing your child or, or enjoying your child again. And and so it 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 becomes a a relationship, a relationship where you you fully know them or you know them more than you would if you, you know, they come home from school, they do their homework, you eat dinner together and then you go separate ways. Like it is developing that that relationship. Right. That is also critical. And I think when kids are feeling not healthy, either mentally, physically, you know, or they're feeling shame about their academics or something, then they're not as willing to engage in a relationship. There's more of a shutdown right. um, and disconnection. And so I think, yeah, I think kind of over overarching all of this, I think what all, all of us parents want is to feel connected with their kids and know that, and, and know that they are happy and feel safe and feel connected. And, and so your point is well taken that all of these pieces need to be in place in order for them to fully engage in relationships. And it doesn't mean that just because all those pieces in, are in place that everything is perfect. No. I have three teenagers, and I have all the same issues that anybody else has. We struggle. They, you know, are exerting their independence. They have highs. They have lows. I mean, all of that is normal and part of being a family but within that they also have the consistency of i have to go outside every day right right. (laughs) and do exercise i they don't have options at home that um are not healthy um they you know i try to support them and encourage activities that will help keep their mental health and their physical health and their ability to succeed academically balanced. And I also try to nourish their bodies in ways that will support that, whether it be with, um, you know, the foods that we eat, the choices that we make, um, vitamins and supplements that help balance um, their hormones. So it's it's the big picture. In anything, you have to look at the whole child, and you're just not. It's not about the AP writing class only, right? But the other things will help you succeed in, right? Whatever academics, yeah, you need them to. So which which makes me. You mentioned um, food choices again, and kind of going back to. Well, we were talking earlier in the parking mm-hmm. lot about um, 
about how important food and nutrition is to setting everybody up for um, having kind of healthy, healthy bodies, but also healthy energy levels, healthy um, mood stabilization, um, and, and, you know, then which ultimately allows us to focus on learning, to focus on, you know, kind of taking in what we need to take in. Um, but, but a lot of it does, it comes back to what we put in our bodies and how we make those choices. And, you know, just like screen time is so easy, processed food and snacking and, and that is, is so easy. And it's, you know, guilty as charged like that. It's, it's a go-to for so many families. There's, I look at my, you know, my, um, cabinet and there's, tons of processed food. I mean, it's hard for me to create a meal that doesn't have processed food in it. Um, so, you know, and I, I know when I, when I'm eating it, when I give it to my son, it's not ideal and it's not, um, you know, it's, it's not doing great things Mm -hmm. to his body, but I, but I also know that I'm not going whole foods, you know, tomorrow. So there, so I'm trying to kind of incorporate small changes, um, which he's resistant to, you know, it's so, um, just uh, if you could kind of help, well, if you could talk about what you know about about food and food choices and how it impacts um, not just physical health but mental health and and ability to learn and all that stuff and mood, um, I could talk forever about food <laughs> and nutrition and how it affects um, a person's um, not only physical health but mental health. And I think that would be a whole different podcast. However, come on um, back. But we can it is a choice. Um, I was talking to a mother that I was um, that I'm working with, and she has two children and a third on the way, and they are young, four and I think they're four and six, and then she has another one on the way, and she is stressed out about food and what she's feeding them, and her kids are always insisting on junk food. She's like, what do I do? They won't eat. And finally I said, well, but you buy the food. Don't buy it. Like, it's it's a choice. Right. And it's hard. I think it's harder the older your kids are because they are in a habit. Um but just like screen time is a choice, how much you allow, especially when they're younger because you're creating a habit. Right. What you buy is also a choice. And it's very difficult in our society because we're so busy and it's right. so much easier to go and just buy a certain kind and buy, you know, fast food or buy something quick or buy something processed right um my my advice if you have a ton of processed food maybe start small two meals a week not processed or Mm -hmm. breakfast cannot come out of a bag right um you know what just make anything for it to be sustainable you have to make small changes you can't right overwhelm yourself right so, so I, I, I know you have a wealth of information about this. Could you just talk a little bit about 
maybe what is helpful about whole foods and non-processed foods or and or what is detrimental about processed foods, what that does within our bodies that makes it difficult to kind of function at optimal levels. So if you um, are eating a lot of processed foods, it will affect your gut microbiome. And I don't know if you've, you know, people refer or scientists refer, doctors refer to your gut health, your gut as your second brain. Right. Your gut needs to be in balance for your body to work well. It is the root of every single disease if your gut is in balance or not. Your gut is also in charge of um, balancing your hormones. I mean, it is just the center of everything. So processed foods affect your gut microbiome. Mm-hmm. It kind of sets things off. So eating whole foods, unprocessed foods, helps keep that microbiome, your um, healthy bacteria, in right. the ratios, in the proportions that it needs to be healthy. So I focus a lot on gut health. I mean, we eat and drink bone broth. I mean, my kids are embarrassed and horrified, but we drink bone broth. Um, I cook with bone broth. I, you know, I... You make your own bone broth, right? I make my own bone broth, (laughs) but I also, you know, we... I'm just in the habit. I have a, I have, you know, my son has autism and with that came a lot of allergies and I have to cook everything. And I'm in that habit. We cook from scratch. I limit grains in my house. Um, mm-hmm. I give my children functional beverages that help support their hormone. Um, the way you know, help elevate their dopamine and their oxytocin and their serotonin and their endorphins. I make sure that they get um, enough exercise um, as they have gotten older. Um, you know, I've had my, I mean, you have to balance it. I've had my children beg me to buy things that are in a wrapper because they've never grew up with anything in a wrapper. So, <laughs> I mean, we beg for yeah. that. So I do. I mean, I do. I buy. Do you, do you, ever, buy, do you yes. ever? Okay. So we um, eat like the siete grain-free tortilla chips. Um, we buy bars like our protein bars. I buy um, the kind bars or okay. You know, you have to balance things, right? But we do eat home cooked meals, right? Um, and. I focus on gut health. Yes. So for for those of us who are um, maybe not as educated about mm-hmm. gut health, when you talk about a microbiome, microbiome is that how you say yes. it? That is, you're talking about the bacteria in our gut. The- yes. We all have um, good bacteria and bad bacteria in our gut, and they have to be in the right balance for your body to work. And, and if, perform optimal, optimally. A 
diet full of processed foods is going to create a situation where your bad bacteria is in charge if so you you know right and so that can create a whole host of symptoms right from like um physical symptoms to i would imagine kind of scattered adhd symptoms depression i mean i would imagine allergies a lot of autoimmune diseases high cholesterol i mean a a million it can manifest itself in different ways now um Eating unprocessed foods, um, taking care of your gut health, is it going to take away all your ailments? No, but it can alleviate a lot of um, the issues that you may have. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. for instance, my, you know, I keep coming back to my son, but um, my son's diet plays a huge role in his ability to manage his focus, in his ability to manage his mood. Also, um, diet has completely helped his allergies. I mean, he has severe, severe food allergies. And because of um, different diets that he has been on, he has been able to outgrow some of those allergies. Um, I have an autoimmune disease that um, is significantly more manageable manageable and better when I do what I need to do in terms of my diet. Mm -hmm. When I don't, it only takes a couple of weeks and all my symptoms get exacerbated. So it doesn't take away my autoimmune disease, it makes it much more manageable and it improves the quality of my life. Yeah, so you have, you've learned firsthand. I mean, yes. the benefits of eating well and taking care of your body and making good choices about what goes into your body. Yes, it, it is the difference. I mean, it is all the difference. Right. Yeah. And I, so I do, I think... Um, yeah, I, got, I keep thinking about my son and his reaction if I told him he was done with processed food. No, no, you can't do that. You no, can't do I that know. because that'll affect. <laughs> but maybe you make some substitutions. What are some of his favorite processed foods? What are are there some healthier versions? Yeah, I'm not sure, but we we you can, can make family yes. challenges. Yes, we'll we... have two days a week. <laughs> yep, I have to get my husband on board too. Interesting. <laughs> yes. Um, so yeah, it sounds like you, with, um, your son's allergies and his autism and your autoimmune disease, you've really, really, I I would imagine there was a lot of trial and error in figuring out what works and, and, you know, and you mentioned supplements before. Yes. Um, it's a lifestyle really. Right. Because, and there's so many things out there. There's so, I mean, talk about being bombarded with information. It's overwhelming. Yes. It is overwhelming. And that, like anything in life, if you want to start on this journey, I would only recommend making one or two changes at a time that are sustainable. Because if not, you'll make yourself crazy. Well, one or two changes at a time, but also um, maybe doing some research or talking to someone who you really trust about mm-hmm. 
what that looks like, you know, what supplements are good to take, which um, brands are recommended. Right. So I don't know if that would be a physician or a doctor. Or- so um, I have worked very closely with um, a functional doctor. I mean, over the years, many doctors, but a functional doctor in Asheville. And then I took my son to a functional doctor in New York for years that specialized with, um, his name is Kenneth Bach. He, um, I think recently just wrote a book about teens and anxiety and brain inflammation. This is his focus. But his um, original original work was ADHD, autism, allergies, and asthma. And it was how they were so interrelated. And I had read a book of his um, when I was getting my master's at the University of Virginia. And I contacted him and ended up being able to take my son to him. And that is where I learned a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, He put my son on something called the GAPS diet. It's called the Gut and Psychology Syndrome Diet. And it is basically, um, in a pretty extreme way, taking care of your gut health. Um, Children with autism um, tend to really struggle in that area. And it was one of the reasons his allergies, his asthma, everything um, was extremely challenging. Mm-hmm. Um, and the GAPS diet was hard. I put all of us on it because I didn't know how to single him out. So we were all on it. And um, the improvements were unbelievable. For everybody or for him? Well, for him. Um, and then it brought to light issues that I didn't realize my poor daughters had. <laughs> I mean, it helped me too. I mean, you know, you do things for your kids that. Yeah. I was desperate. Yeah. So. Yeah. I did it. it Yeah. And it helped. Sounds like it was amazing. Um, so his name is Kenneth Bach. Kenneth Bach. B o c b o c k. Okay. He is unbelievable. Yeah. He's wonderful. So we can Google him and yes, find some. And he just came out with a new book. Okay. Wonderful. Um, so I know that you, in a, you're, you're passionate about um, health and you're passionate about um, good food choices. And there are some products that you are um, using that yes. you highly recommend. <laughs> yes. Um, that you turned me on to. I'm now on my third or fourth day of it. Um, so I'm really excited to see how it works. Mm-hmm. Um, and you call them happy products or happy coffee. Yeah. So they have been game changers in my life and um, my family's life. I have, um, it seems like I've always been into nutrition and wellness. And um, I, over the years, have tried a million different vitamins and supplements and CBD worked for you, right? I love CBD. <laughs> so I have an autoimmune disease. So yes, let's talk about CBD real quick. I have an autoimmune disease that has um, manifested itself in different ways. I have ankylosing spondylitis and reactive arthritis. And a few years ago, out of the blue, I woke up in the middle of the night and the whole room was moving. 
I thought I was having a stroke and I was not. I had sudden acute onset of vertigo. I did not know what vertigo actually was. I thought that was just, you felt a little dizzy. It was the worst thing I've ever been through. The whole room was moving. Everything was floating. I could not, I could not get up. Um, I, I spent months throwing up. Um, I couldn't, I just couldn't, months, months. I could not function. I went to a doctor, um, an ear, nose, and throat. Um, I was on steroids. I had injections in my tympanic membrane. I did everything. And I would have, I went to an acupuncturist. Acupuncture has helped me tremendously. Um, Elizabeth Beadle is a godsend. She's unbelievable. Um, she helped me with these earbuds. Like, I've tried everything. And I would have some relief that would go away. Well, I tried CBD. Um, I think it was Elizabeth Beadle that advised me to try it. Um, it was definitely not in our budget at all. And within, I think, six hours of taking wow. the CBD, that maximum, that it was the maximum <laughs> strength, three times a day at the beginning. Wow. Um, my vertigo was gone. Gone. That's amazing. <laughs> like, I cannot believe it. it. was so unbelievable. And I had to take it for about a year, and it changed my life. It was wonderful. I no longer have to take it. <laughs> He's nodding back there. <laughs> I no longer have to take it. Um, but it changed my life. It took my vertigo away. Now, at the beginning, if I missed a dose, then it was back. I mean, right. it took a while. Right. And I had to be consistent. Right. But it definitely helped me. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think we're learning so much more yes. about the benefits was, of CBD and yeah, for, and lots of things. I'd never heard it used for vertigo, but the fact that you had gone through all of those treatments... And that this is the one thing. It was unbelievable. Yeah. It sounds like it. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, and then the um, functional beverage that I use, the supplements for that, um, basically they're just beverages that help your body balance dopamine, oxytocin, serotonin, and endorphins, and to elevate them. Your They're natural um, amino plant-based amino acids that help your body um, balance those hormones that are really in charge of mood and happiness and pleasure. Uh Um, And you've noticed, you've noticed personally a difference. A huge difference. Um, It took me a few weeks on the beverage and it's a capsule that has Xanthamax in it um, to notice a difference. But because of my autoimmune disease, I struggle with anxiety and depression. I struggle with, you know, chronic fatigue. Um, I have a very positive attitude. So I don't think people realize how much I struggle, but it's a constant battle. Mm -hmm. And these products have helped me, um, have to work less hard Great. to feel good. Um, I give it to my 
children. I've had a lot of um, friends um, take it as well, give it to their teenagers with huge benefits for focus, um, helps with anxiety. Um, it's just a good support right in a in an in an environment where we, where we need the extra help right right so how can people get these products um the products are on i have two different products that are the functional beverage and the gut health but they are i should know the these websites i don't know them by heart I should know happy this. Happy Company? Or Is it happy? W? I think it's Happy <laughs> Company. The Happy Company. Yes. And um, that's for something called Dose. The Dose Duo. You pick a functional beverage and the a capsule. capsule. Mm-hmm. And together they balance your hormones. And um, also they have something called um, ch- Unwind or Chill Drink. And it helps... Um, Balance your cortisol levels. Oh, for inflammation to manage for, inflammation. And for stress management that you can take before bed, and it helps um, decrease your cortisol levels so that you can rest better. And that has been a game changer for my son. I mean, a lot of people struggle with sleep, but yes. people with autism really struggle, and it has been wonderful. Good. Yeah. Yes. Good. I know. I know a lot my of my husband also loves use. it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, who doesn't love a good yes. night's sleep? Yes. Oh my gosh. Um, and but yeah. CBD works yeah, as well. Say. Yes. Yes. I mean, I that the CBD has been a game changer for me for yes. sleep. I actually sleep through the night. <laughs> so nice. Yes. Um, okay. So you also have a website um, that. Well, I'll let you tell us what the website what what is on the website. It is MaggieTremels.com. M-A-G-G-I-E-T-R-E-M-O-L-S. Yes. Dot com. Um, So tell us about the website and what's on it and what people can find there. Okay, so this website is new. My husband um, designed it for me. And the reason it came about is because of the pandemic, I found myself with many, many, many desperate phone calls from parents. Um, And I found myself telling everybody the same thing over and over and over. And I wanted to create a place where families could see that there was something, there was a different way that they could get help in terms of how to um, support their kids now that education looks a little different. I'm not sure that it will always look different, but it has, um, I think, brought certain challenges to the forefront. And it's made parents aware of things that they like and things that they do not like about their children's current situation. And the ultimate goal of the website is to, A, um, you know, let people know that I have a service that... Um, might be beneficial for, um, you know, I can help tutor. I can help um, talk to the schools to see what, you know, to help um, advocate for your child's needs. Um, 
But the bigger picture is there are a lot of parents and families that are on the fence for homeschooling, mm-hmm. and I can help them do that um, and help them create a plan that fits well for their family, that is balanced, and can maybe bring a little bit more um, happiness and enjoyment to their life. Um, so it's not just about me working with their children. It's really about helping families um, learn how to do this in a manageable way. Right. So I've con- I'll consult and I'll just um, give some families um, strategies, and that's enough. There's other families that I meet with them on a, virtually on a weekly basis to give them support. Um, yeah. Other families just need a monthly monthly support. So it's just. Um, my big goal is to help families learn to be balanced, learn to meet their kids where they are, not where we want them to be, but where they actually are. Yes. To get them where they need to be. Uh, well, I think that's a good place to stop. It's been really, uh, this has been a wonderful conversation. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you all for joining us for our first ever Creating Wellness podcast. We had Maggie Tremels on with us, and she has so much information to offer. I do feel like we could talk for another 10 hours and still not be done. But thank you for all that you brought to us today. And, um, you know, that you, people can visit your website, maggietremels.com, uh, to find out more. And um, hopefully you'll get some contacts from, from people in the community. Um, also, please subscribe to this website if you want to hear more. We'll have guests on every month talking about all different kinds of wellness. So just uh, go to any of the major podcast carriers and search for Creating Wellness and subscribe. You've been listening to The Mesh, an online media network of shows and programs ranging from business to arts, sports to entertainment, music to community. All programs are available on the website as well as through iTunes and YouTube. Check us out online at themesh.tv. Discover other network shows and give us feedback on what you just heard.